Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster of the Week, Monster Hearts, Call of Cthulhu, and more. Help us keep the dice rolling by supporting the Fantasy Fantasia podcast on Patreon. By becoming a supporter, storyteller, or roleplay hero on our Patreon, you can get awesome benefits such as early access to episodes, access to exclusive podcast content, voting power in the creation of future episodes, as well as sweet giveaway prizes. My name is Avery Malosh, and I will be your Dungeon Master for tonight's episode of Dungeons & Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. immediately, the first thing you see is at this point, Malik has an arrow drawn in his he's bow. he's pointing the bow directly at Nelly. And then, uh, Bree, you run in with your hemp and rope and you begin tying him up. There's this fine substance in the wine. We are going to help him. Don't be scared. I need you to be brave right now. Can you be brave like you were yesterday? So you go to hit him with the hilt of your great axe and you smack him real good and you hear a crack from his skull. Like, oh, and uh, he's knocked out. And all of them are hooded in black robes. There are seven of them. Fuck. So are we just gonna kill him? Running in from the opposite side of the woods, we have Girid. Now, Matt, would you like to introduce us to what we see and how you make a badass intro (laughs) into it? (laughs) So as you see walking in, you see a uh, dwarf hooded in with a tattered cloth and a um, whispering to a raven over his shoulder as the raven flies around um, the uh, battlefield calling at Hey, new guy, really nice shot. I'm gonna use my bardic inspiration to give you a, 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 a six die. Are we ready? Pumba, follow in the rear. You are our backup. I can't do a That's- pig noise. <laughs> I just. <laughs> How do you That's do it. that? That's it, Pumba. That's it, Pumba. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So, with Pumbaa squealing with delight at a full day in the material plane, you hit the road once again with your new dwarven companion. Side goes onward, <laughs> kind of does his little shaking of the reins and, and gets Sven to move. Yes, and you and you parade on. Soon you exit the forest, and as you as a, exit the forest, you can see the gentle decline of the land as it descends into a grassier open valley. And way far off in the distance, you can even see the small dot of buildings, which Lena, you are certain to be Plumberg. Another couple hours pass as you guys follow the road without trouble. Geriad's Raven, Mimic, impresses each of you as he butts into conversations, repeating what you say in your exact voice. Mm -hmm. It's uh, very impressive. And the occasional merchant uh, passes you by on a wagon with a friendly wave from the driver until eventually you reach Plunberg. 
you come to the first of two bridges that help cross the river into Bloomberg, and you notice immediately that something is not right. You look to the river and you see that the river is red. I think, honestly, I think, uh, I think Lena would say stop. She would yell stop the cart for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sai pulls back on the reins. And she rushed, she runs out and looks down at the river just to kind of get a better idea of what's happened because she knows this isn't the way it's supposed to look, obviously. Yeah, mm. definitely not. Yeah. Okay, so Giriad gets out and um, puts his hand in the uh, river and scoops out the uh, water and um, he gives it a kind of a smell. Can I make a nature check, Avery? Yeah, sure. Awesome. All right, so I am going to... 23. 23. So what exact properties are you hoping to look for? I want to know why it's red at the, um, or uh, what's what else is in the water other than water. So you pick up the water, and strangely enough, it seems to just be water, but it's running red. And it seems to be a little more toxic, if anything. That's what you get. Mm. Is it blood? Is it blood? What's what? That's, that's, not, that's not the way it should look. Please it's, don't tell me it's blood. Don't say it. It's water, he oh says. And oh in, confu- <laughs> in confusion. That's, that's, that's not... I, I'm sorry. That's not, that's not what water looks like. It's red. Yes, that's the strangest water I've ever seen. <laughs> Telepathically, Brie asked, why is it red? Something's wrong. I'm unsure why it is red, but it runs this way. We will find out soon enough. And then I, he gets back in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> I peed red once, and that wasn't a good sign. So if the earth is peeing red, that can't be good either. (laughs) Lena gets gets back in. She gets back in quickly. And uh, she's just, like, concerned all over her face. And she's just scanning the area of everything upcoming. Small gnome, do you pee red? Only one time. And when I spent too long in a brothel up north, it is possible that you have contracted some form of disease. You might need oh, some help. I, don't worry, I went to go see an alchemist. All clean. <laughs> when you live a life like me, you see a lot of alchemists. <laughs> this is good. I agree. <laughs> so, so I go, so what, what should be our demeanor here? Are we being, should we just assume that bad shit's happening and just be cool? The river is red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So. <laughs> Stoic, I guess, is what we're going for. He does like he like he, he's like smiling, and he puts his hand in front of his face, and when his hand like glides away from his face, he's not smiling anymore. <laughs> Bree whispers to everyone, "We should be on our guard." Pumbaa, you should stay here. <laughs> he, he seems Sorry, distressed Pumbaa. visibly. Yeah. Pumbaa, you're gonna have to hang back here. Don't worry, don't worry. You're not going away. You just, you just get to hang out in the forest. Have fun. Bree can kind of tell how concerned Lena has been this whole time, and she telepathically asks her, "Would you prefer to stay in the cart, maybe with Nelly, while we investigate in the town?" Uh, you don't seem too excited about being here. Uh, uh, now, uh, I, yeah, I know I said that, but now I... I... Well, I say we, we head in, but, but I, I agree. I think we need to be careful. Let's, let's stay on our guard. Mm, I don't want to split. Let's say you, Lena. <laughs> <laughs> Avery, throw me a curveball. How does the town look, Avery, when she looks around? Does it look normal? 
I mean, uh, in this time that you guys have been stopped, people have walked by on the bridge and seem to be going about their business. They okay. seem. It seems so. It seems nothing seems out of the ordinary to her. Um, besides the raging red river, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nothing else that seems okay. Cool. No, it's not um, like anything's on fire or the people are acting strange necessarily either. Uh, okay. Lena turns to the group and says, "You guys can." You guys can take Malik. Do do what I know where like an alchemist or I don't know who the best person would be to treat curses, but I'm assume she would know. So in the town, there's a church. Uh, it's called the Church of right. Kalemvor. And the person who would know the most magic in town would probably be uh, the cleric of that church. Lena turns to the group and says, there's a cleric at the church not far from here. And she points them in the direction. She's like, you should probably take Malik there. I have to... I need to go check on something, but I'll I'll meet you at the church if that's okay. Very well. Okay. Would you like someone to go with you? Uh, uh no, I, I I think I'm I think I'm I think I'm okay right now. I'm not trying to be unfriendly, but I, I think that I, I just just a quick thing. It shouldn't take long. Mm. Yeah, yo, you totally sound okay. And he just like presses his feet into Arya and just kind of goes forward. And and, and sighs like, oh, all right. Well, okay, then, then we'll head to the church, and we'll, we'll see you there. Bree nods to Lena and telepathically says to her, be careful. She just nods and puts up her hood, so it's covering most of her face, and then heads in the direction of where she wants to check. Okay, so uh, Sai takes the reins again and leads Sven on. Going to the church to get the <laughs> demon cured out of malice. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the group takes off and begins going into town. And I'll start with you, Alina. Uh, you now get left alone. Uh, we'll say like on that middle island, if you're looking at the map of uh, Plumberg. Okay. Where would you like to go? What would you like to do? She wants to head to her, her family's house. Okay. Ooh. So your family's house would be uh, on the left side of the river if you follow this uh, to going south. Uh, following along the river, um, there are some houses that are more closely connected to the farmland and whatnot. You'd be able to find your your houses there. Okay, she's uh, she's walking. She's keeping her head down. She has her hood up, trying to draw. She has her hair. She actually takes all of her her golden hair and tucks it back into the hood, and so it's she, you know, trying to look as uh, uh, plain and uh, non descript as possible. Yeah. And uh, you successfully do. You follow a well-worn path along the Red River, and eventually you pass some people on the way. They don't seem to pay any attention to you necessarily, and you do come up to your house that you once had. Now, uh, what were her living conditions? Uh, can you describe the house for me? And it's pretty, I would say, middle class. Yeah, she, they weren't super poor. They weren't super rich. It was kind of average house. Um, it probably had like a nice, a nice, like a, a nice. Uh, backyard with lots of trees and uh pretty pretty average house nothing too crazy i think there were wind chimes out front hanging out front uh, around the doorway cool and uh yeah and i'll add that your house is on the river so you have your backyard full of trees and then beyond that is it's connected to the river your land cool cool cool, cool. so you go to approach your house and next what she uh she does not want to draw attention she basically wants her heart is pounding and she just wants to sneak around and make sure she can get a glimpse of each of her family members and that they look okay sure 
So you begin to sneak around the side of your house, and I, do you want to like look through a window or? If no one's in the backyard, she's gonna first take a glance in the backyard, make sure no one's there, and yeah, if nobody's in the backyard, she's gonna peek through some of the windows that she knows lead, lead into the living room and the kitchen and stuff like that. Cool. So you go to take a peek through this window and you see there's a family surrounding the dinner table that actually isn't yours. There's uh, a man, what? a woman, and three children, and then uh, an older lady who you can presume to be the grandmother of those children. But uh, they're not your family. It's a completely different family living there. And they're oh just eating. Oh my god! She immediately looks in her eyes go wide and she walks very for like quickly to the front door and just starts banging on it. The man, as you continue to bang, says, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Jesus, calm down. Oh, not Jesus, Sarah Doman, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and he opens the door. Hello? Hi, um, where are the Everlay family? I'm s sorry? The, the, the family that used to live here, where are they? They mo there's some of them in town. They live in town where? now. Where where in town? Where are they? The ch the church, I believe. They're, they're they're at the church? I don't know. I don't keep tabs on the Everleys. Are you one? But they're still in town. They're still in town. Yes. Yes, and he he like looks visibly afraid. <laughs> they're in t you you don't know where they are in town. I'm not... I know... I'm, I'm looking for them. I'm, I'm a friend. I'm looking for them. Mr. Everlay can be found at the church in town. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so, sorry to dis... I'm sorry to disturb your... your... your meal and just turns yeah. away. <laughs> and he kind of just says, yeah, yeah. As you walk away, he doesn't accept the apology. He just kind of closes the door. <laughs> And she starts, she starts walking to the church. Okay, so now we're going to switch back to the other group who is headed into town. So, as you're on your way, uh, you cross the second bridge, go through the tunnel leading into town, and come into the central square of Plumberg. The roads here are stone and they're in good condition. It appears to be a well-developed town. It's active with people, but not overwhelming in any way. Like even you, Bree, feel no social threat. Um, okay. And you instantly spot across this square is this grand looking church made of gray stone with no windows whatsoever. And above the dark brown wooden doors of the church, there is a symbol that depicts a skeletal arm holding a golden scale and the scale is balanced. Would I be able to understand that uh, symbol at all? Can I roll for that? Yeah, there's a pantheon. There's a pantheon of gods that is known throughout the world. So I'll have you roll religion for me. All right. So that's just a straight roll. And that's a fourteen. Fourteen. So you do recognize this symbol. You recognize this symbol to be the symbol of the god Kalemvor, the god of death. So out loud, just Giriad goes necromancy. Oh god, not oh. necromancy. Oh, Velvet lets out a huge, like, fuck! <laughs> Bree's eyes just kind of widen. Oh god. But you know, this might come in handy. I, I, I think, uh, 
the, the cultist uh, hit me with some uh, necromantic or necrotic uh, damage. So I wonder if maybe this can help with our, our friend here, uh, Malik. You don't think that there'll be any specific necromancers here, do you? Like, you know, f- famous ones, right? No? Right? No? Ger- no? Geriad kind of cocks an eyebrow to, um, to, oh god, Velvet, and just goes, hmm. He's noticeably, <laughs> he's noticeably anxious. Like, he's like biting his cheeks and like scratching at his fingernails, like biting, like he's, he's noticeably nervous just hearing, uh, uh, yeah, just, just hearing that word. Wow. Interesting. Well, I mean, it, it fits with his background, Avery, right? With bones. Oh, right. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was yeah, like bones, grinding Bones was a necromancer. So I guess Kim, Kim would know that. Like he would bring back skeletons. Uh, as a part of our act, so that's why. Just oh fuck, necromancy. Sorry about that, Velvet. Uh, it's all in the past. Anyways, okay, go, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real quick, Avery, I'm going to uh, whisper to Mimic and ask him to fly about town, listen to the people, as uh, we are we go inside this church. Sure. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, so Mimic flies off my shoulder and just kind of stays about town. All right. Let me yeah. write that. Let and, me write that. And Sai is busy saying hello to people. <laughs> hello, friend. <laughs> Hello! Hello there! Um, Avery, I think I'm gonna be wearing, because I have a traveling cloak, I think I'm just gonna redcon it and say that I put on my hood, uh, because I feel like, you know, he he assumes that everyone is gonna recognize him everywhere, so I, I'll put on my hood, don't worry, okay. <laughs> Alright, so you guys park your wagon in front of the church there, and uh, get off and begin going into the church, I assume? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I park Aria mm-hmm. next to the wagon, too. Beautiful. We should we should probably leave somebody out here with uh, with the uh, unconscious folk here. Oh right, we have knocked out people in that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and also probably watch Nelly too. It is okay. Mimic will watch over. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> will he come alert us if there's any trouble? No, he will alert me. And then you'll alert up. Perfect. Love this. <laughs> Great. <laughs> One extra step, but fuck it. It works just the same. <laughs> uh, is, is he friendly with little girls? He can hang out with Nelly here. <laughs> Mimic is friendly amongst most. I can talk to small animals, so I just send a little, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Wait, is that all? Yeah, just hello. That's that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just wanted to say hello. <laughs> yeah. And and Cy turns to Nelly and says, "Nelly, you're gonna stay out here with your dad and this lovely Raven here, your Raven friend. He's gonna keep you company." Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. Mimic is good at ballads. If you wish for him to sing, he is not good at ballads. Ooh. She, she <laughs> nods her head yes. <laughs> you guys begin walking up the steps of the church, and I assume Mimic starts going, wah, 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 wah. Something, Yeah, something horrible like that. <laughs> I should have taught him one of my hits. You're you, I'm me, and plus her, we're three. That was one of my biggest hits when I was 22. <laughs> oh, that would be really oh, good for God, a God, it sold so well. A lot of babies were conceived with that song. 
Well, while I played, it was quite, the concerts were wild. <laughs> you come back outside, there's like an audience surrounding the Raven. <laughs> People throwing him money. <laughs> when, when Velvet's talking about the song, Bree just whispers, that doesn't sound very appropriate for children. <laughs> and yeah. on that note, <laughs> you guys enter into the church and... The inside of this church is very grand. It has very high slanted stone ceilings and there are dark brown wooden beams in rows for support. Uh, it's very dark inside as well. There, there's only three candle chandeliers hanging from these wooden beams throughout this church, as well as candlesticks at the end of each pew. So there's light, but it's, uh, it's dim. And as you begin walking down, you notice the church is empty of uh, patrons and each wooden pew on its end has a skull carved into the wood. Uh, the center aisle leads down to a short, wide set of old stone stairs, and up those stairs on a platform is a black altar. On the back wall of the platform behind the altar, there is a statue, which you assume to be the likeness of Kalemvor. It's a man with a handlebar mustache wearing hooded robes, holding... <laughs> I looked this up. That's what he looks like. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> a man with a handlebar mustache. He was a fighter uh, when he was alive. Um... So he's a pretty cool dude. Uh, and he's wearing hooded robes, and he's holding a balanced scale in one hand, holding it above his shoulder. And in the other hand, uh, his hand is gripped, but it's empty-handed. You notice as you're walking through that a man in dark red robes and wearing a red meter, so it's like those, like, pope hats, sort of, um, with the symbol of Kalemvor stitched in the fabric, uh, he enters through a door on that platform reading a book. He walks over to the altar and places the book down, and he's reading intently, not noticing you're in the church. Sai goes up and he says, Hello, friend! And we are, we are travelers here! <laughs> he is visibly startled, and he slams the book shut. And it echoes, Hello, how can I help you? Oh, I'm so sorry, I, did, I didn't mean to startle you. It's quite all right. <laughs> We are we are travels travelers from out of out of town, and uh, well, we're here because we, we we need your help. You see, we have a friend here who drank some wine, and well, oh here I have some a sample of that here. So he takes out the the jar, um, and opens up the lid and uh, hands it over to him, and and don't drink, but just smell. Uh, we're worried that uh, this might have cursed him or poisoned him the man inspects the bottle of wine and says curse you say not poison mm. that is strange that is not likely heard of in these parts w where is mm. the man oh uh outside in our our, our cart don't Can worry he's he's tied up we're fine yes yes tied up <laughs> he's he uh uh unfortunately he fell asleep and <laughs> and and just for his safety, we wanted to make sure that he didn't harm anybody. But uh, he, he's quite comfortable. He had a, a comfortable ride in the, the car. What is this curse? What does it do to the people? Well, it, it makes them very uh, combative, very angry. And, and well, he 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 tried to he tried to kill his daughter. Oh. Yes. Hmm. Well, that's certainly not good. Can can you bring him in? Giri Giri can bring him in, and uh, okay. Oh, so well. Well, thank you, friend. Bring him in. He, set him on my altar. Okay, so Giri oh. casually leaves, and as he sees that mimic is still singing to this little girl, 
grabs the <laughs> unconscious man, checks on the uh, other unconscious cultist um, it, tied up to the back of the cart. How's that going? Uh, he's still unconscious. As you're grabbing these two, you get a poke on your shoulder from behind you. Oh. Um, do I turn around. There are three guards looking down at you. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Can you tell us exactly what you're doing with these two unconscious persons? <laughs> <laughs> I look them, and I just look at them, look them in the eye, and I say, One is cursed and tried to kill his daughter. The other is a cultist. Please move. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) He he says that and then literally turns around to the other guards and starts. Listen, buddy, I I think we're going to have to take you to our station because you're not from here, are you? No. Well, I'll have you know there's been a string of kidnappings and missing persons in the last year or so, and this doesn't look too good for you, especially to do something like this in broad daylight. It's uh, very suspicious looking. And he kind of looks around, and and that crowd is sort of gathered around the cart. Are you inferring that I am a kidnapper? I'm inferring that I might have to infer an investigation. Very well. And then he'll he'll just, he will follow. With, with the body on his shoulder? Yes. Yeah. And he is not leaving. He is He is literally not going to put them down. Which body do you have? I have Malik. Malik. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, oh, no. the guard's like, oh. Oh, okay. okay. Um, this way. <laughs> and he begins walking you across the square, to which mm-hmm. Nelly says, where are you taking my dad? I am taking him to the guards. It appears that I am supposedly a kidnapper. <laughs> you, you, she, the, and then the crow just continues, or fuck, no, sorry, the ra- mimic continues just singing to her, like trying to alleviate the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming at her. Perfect. The guard says to uh, one of the other guards, you stay here and watch over this girl. She appears to be in distress. And he says, you, Mr. What is your name? I am Guriad. G- Mr. Guria, pl- please come with me. We just have a few questions about exactly what's going on here. Can I take my friend Malik here? Yes. Actually, that would be a great idea. Thank you. And then I, I-, I will follow. Okay, so you guys begin walking northeast through the square. It's not depicted on the map, but okay. uh, I would say like there's a there's a building for the guards to sort of keep their weapons in. Is, and it, is it yonder the lumber mill? Uh, it's to the east of, it's to the right of the lumber mill. So okay. where the cobblestone kind of continues going right, we'll say it's oh, over I see. there. Okay. There <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. That's why I didn't put it there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. No, don't apologize. This is awesome. <laughs> so, uh, Gyriad, we're going to leave you there. You, I'm going to say you mm-hmm. just round the corner going by that fountain when okay. Lena, you come onto the scene. You're running through that tunnel you just finished crossing the the bridge and you run up to the church of Kalemvor and you see that Nelly's in the cart and uh, the cultist is there still unconscious but Malik is not and there's Mimic who's like screeching a tune she kind of she wants to run in stops and turns to Nelly and says Nelly are are you okay where are the others she points to the inside of the church she just nods and turns to the church doors and Class. Okay, no, just to just to make sure I'm understanding, um, Lena's dad didn't used to work for the church, correct? No. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I was making sure. She takes a deep breath and she turns the handle to the church and just slowly opens it up. So the rest of the group, you turn to the church doors expecting Giriad to walk back in with Malik, to which you see Lena come through the door. Lena! <laughs> Lena, I was just saying that I could totally pull off the handlebar mustache. She starts going like this at <laughs> them saying her name and she just kind of like, stop, 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 like putting her hands across her. The man says, oh. I'm sorry, did, did you say Lena? <laughs> Lena pulls her oh, hood no. down lower. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you say Lena? And he looks down the aisle. No, we did not. He walks past uh, you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I'm leaning on this pew. <laughs> yeah, I go into the pew soon. <laughs> Lena. <laughs> Lena, is that you? She lets out a long sigh and slowly looks up to her dad. He releases a sigh and he begins walking toward you. Uh, Now you have not, your dad is wearing red robes and this meter hat. It it is very strange, like the way he's dressed. Like he appears to be the priest of this or the cleric of this church, which is a a star for you. I figured she heard his voice and hasn't really looked at him. And then when she finally looked up to to meet who the voice to meet her father's voice she kind of tilts her head when he starts walking towards her in these red robes yeah he he walks toward you walking faster and faster until he comes right up to you and he holds your shoulders and looks at you says lena is that you yeah dad what are you oh my daughter and he pulls you into this big embrace and he's just is breathing heavily doesn't know how to react he just you you left you You've been gone all these years. We're, we were so worried about you, and where have you gone? They got, everybody else can see, because Lena's kind of facing the pews. Like, her eyes are big, but they definitely start to swell up with, like, tears. But she's, like, holding them back. She's like, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dad. I, 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 what are you, what are you doing in the, the church? Why, why? Why are you dressed like that? I am the cleric here now. I, I, I work for the church. Since you're... Oh, you don't... You wouldn't know. And he kind of turns around for a moment. He says... Oh, gosh. Lena, your... Your mother... Short, shortly after you left us, she... She died. She just stares at him. And doesn't say anything. There was an accident one day at the lumber mill, and it was horrible. I mean, I'm so sorry. And he goes in and holds your shoulder. Oh, Lena, I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, Velvet's crying into size clothing right now. <laughs> Audibly or quietly? Oh, no, like... <laughs> Like really loud. And Sai just kind of reaches down and pats him on the head, but lets him. <laughs> yeah. Blows his nose on her clothes. Yeah, on his clothes. <laughs> oh, I, 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 um, I, I, uh, and she just turns around. She kind of gently steps away from her dad, goes to the door. She's like, I, and she just holds up a finger in like the one minute <laughs> gesture, and then just like leave, goes out, goes outside and closes the door. Lena, Lena, wait. <laughs> And she just she starts walking down like a, a random alleyway or something like that. 
he stops at the door um, and, and he lets you go. He, he turns back to the group and walks back down and says, what can you tell me about my daughter? Where has she been? How do you know her? Well, uh, gosh, we, we just met her just a few days ago. We met her at a um, festival and there was a shark that was stolen and then there, someone was attacked and then there was horses who killed her. And he's kind of, <laughs> kind of <laughs> stroking, stroking Velvet's head gently, trying to calm him. <laughs> Telepathically, Brees says to Lena's father, um, we met Lena just a few days ago but she seems like a very good, strong person. Years ago. F- how many years ago again, Lena? Four. <laughs> Four. Four okay, I, th- I thought so, yeah. <laughs> I thought so, okay. <laughs> Four years ago, she, she left us a letter saying that she was leaving and that we were not to come after her, and she, she was just gone without a rhyme or reason. We've always wondered about her. We thought she may have died, or we just we never knew. So glad she's alive and she's back. This is great, but yes, clearly she needs some time. When she's ready, can can you tell her to come find me here? Of course, Bree nods. Thank you. This town has had enough trouble as it is. Uh, trouble? Well, uh, what kind of trouble? I'm sure as you came into town, you noticed that our river is in quite a situation. Oh, yes. We've never seen a Red River before. I almost vomited. <laughs> Sai strokes his head again. Uh, yeah, can you tell us why the... I've never seen a Red River. I, I, what happened? The town has been trying to figure it out as well. We're, we're unsure. It's We're not sure exactly when it turned red. It seems like it might have happened over time, and we just didn't notice until it was too late. But over the last year... There have been a strange string of people going missing. People in the town mm. just never being seen again. They disappear in the middle of the night with no one knowing where they've gone or why. And it seems within that last year as well, the, the river has been turning red. Oh, dear. Now, well, that's not good. I personally think that it has to do with the damn thieves' den that's been for- that has started in this town. Over the last few years, there's been rumors of a thieves' den, but I think it's safe to say that it's a real thing, and they're situated in this town somewhere, and those bastards, those criminals, I swear, they must be doing something to do with this. They must be tampering with bat, with evil forces. I've been doing my own research, you see. I've been, I've been doing research into this because people are turning to me asking the answers to these questions that I don't know, but there are these ancient... This book, this book here, and he turns to the book. And he opens it, and he says, I think I know what they might be up to, and it, it might sound crazy, but, but hear me out. It is said, there is a being, there is a being that can grant you your, your greatest desires, your, a wish, you could say, and to fully realize these desires, it is said that sacrifices must be made. Now, this, this demon, it, he can provide wealth and, and riches, and he tempts the people, and I think that they are performing this ritual. And here is why. And he turns to the statue behind uh, the altar that of uh, Kalamvor. He says, this specific ritual, this, this demonic being, it is said that it needs to be performed with a holy artifact, a religious artifact. Otherwise it won't work. 
And a couple weeks ago, the short sword went missing. Kalemvor's short sword. And was it here before? It was in his very hand there. Oh, I see. That's what was in his hand. And I would bet my life on it that those damn thieves are trying to perform some rituals so they can get their riches and, and move who knows what for. Have you seen any of these thieves? That's the thing. It's hard to tell who's a part of this thieves' den and who's not. The hmm. the only person that I can actually say for certain is part of it is... Uh, and he sighs and he looks down as my daughter. <laughs> Lena? No, sorry. Not Lena. She has a sister. Oh. Her name is oh. Leanne. Oh, that's confusing. <laughs> this is a very, this is a very emotional moment for you. You can't just go dropping all these siblings, okay? <laughs> Don't worry, Velvet. As hard as this is for you, that is the last sibling. Oh, thank God. My heart, my heart just can't take. Wow, the acoustics are really good in here. Because he can, like, hear his crying reverberate. Oh, just, like, instantly distracted. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Bree's gonna telepathically ask Lena's father, how long has your daughter been a member of this thieves' den? I would assume a few years. I haven't even spoken to her in over a year, but she wasn't the same after her mother died. She mm. became cold and distant, and I assume it's because she joined the thieves' den and began working for them and making her own way. In a cruel, bad way, I would say. Hmm. Do you think maybe she wants to to find this uh, this this thing, this being that can grant her wish of bringing back her mother? Hmm. I'm not sure about that. The texts only say that the demon can provide riches, worldly desires. Hmm. We have a, a cultist with us as well. He is also asleep. What? <laughs> His eyes kind of like. <laughs> Who are you people? <laughs> Don't ask. He's a part of your group? No, 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 no. We just no, knocked no, him no, out we, and tied we, him in the back. No big deal. Yes, mm-hmm. well, yes, that's what we did. Um, mm-hmm. No, as you see, we thought he was connected to the the curse that uh, that cursed our friend, and we were hoping that we might be able to get some information out of him. Unfortunately, he was a little bit resistant, so we had to knock him out. Oh. But we thought maybe if we came here, we could figure out some way of, I don't know, extracting the information. I'm, I'm by no means an alchemist. Mm. I wouldn't be able to provide any sort of liquid that could provide him to tell the truth under any circumstances. Um, and I'm, I'm not a violent man either. Well, that, that's good. That's good. I, I would expect you not to be a violent man. I would say there's magic told of Magic that can force people to tell the truth, but that is the only thing I've heard of. No. Oh. oh, okay. And, and and do you have somebody here who might be able to help with us? Help us with that? Um. So as a wizard, Sai, I'm gonna say yes. Uh, it kind of clicks in your brain that you know what spell he's actually talking about. Okay. And okay. Yeah. I was. That was my next thing. I was gonna say if I could, if I could. Find it's out the it's spell. a spell called Zone of Truth. Zone of yes! Truth? Yes! <laughs> oh my god, I want to use the Zone of Truth so badly. And only bards, clerics, and paladins can learn it. Oh dear. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, I've heard of this spell. <laughs> well, I mean, you have a bard in your group, so... It, yes, I know. And a cleric. And, and a cleric, yeah. Um, That's true. <laughs> um, okay, yes, and I, and I, I convey that information. So I, I say, uh, you know, uh, what about the, the spell of Zone of Truth? Do we... Uh, <laughs> being well, a wizard, I can't uh, well, use it. Well, well, here, let me, let me guide cool. you a bit. So, like, yeah, how do I they, do this? I don't I know. Mean, <laughs> if they don't learn it, a uh, way you can use spells is by using scrolls and written versions of it for uh, one-time uses that can that then get consumed. That's one way. Otherwise, okay. um, bards and clerics they can't just learn spells like wizards can. I don't think, right, Matt? No, they. That's what makes wizards so special. Actually, um, okay. they they're like the jack of trades of um, all spells almost. So yeah, that's what oh, makes okay. them the best. The yeah, nuggets. Velvet kind of <laughs> Velvet kind of like holds his head down and goes, "Sigh." Twenty years ago, I did know that spell, but I went on a one month mushroom and mead bender, <laughs> and I honestly, I woke up and there goes the spell, just gone. Oh. Can't even remember. Just you saying it, I just remembered it was a thing. Oh, that's okay. That, yeah. that's, that's, that's all right. Mushroom benders will do that. <laughs> Bree's going to telepathically ask Sai, is, is there any way that I could learn the spell? So the answer to that is no. It's no. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no way. No um, way. So, no, unfortunately. Uh, so uh, the cleric pipes uh, up and he says that hmm. it looks like the only way you'll be able to get that information is by convincing him. The, the cleric even tells you, he's like, the, the chances of just coming across a scroll spell like that are, are probably slim in this town. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, while we discuss this, I'm going to go after Lena. Wow. We are oblivious people. And I just turn around and run through the door. <laughs> Lena! <laughs> and I, 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 I try to find Lena. And, and, and Sai yells after him, like, can you also check, uh, check in with our, our, uh, our, our dwarf friend? No problem! They, all right, thank you. So, Bree and Sai, is there anything you want to ask while we're here? Um, or any more conversation see, we to continue about the Red with? River. Yeah. Um, he's a cleric, isn't he? He is, yes. And he doesn't know the Zone of Truth spell, does he? No, he, do- no, he does not. <laughs> no, he does not. Okay. Just, you know, thought I'd ask. <laughs> yeah. No, he's like, unfortunately, no. Oh, too bad. Too bad. Um... Here, while you think on it, uh, I'm going to move on to somebody <laughs> <Yes>. else. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town are your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. I'm gonna go over to, uh, we'll, we'll go to uh, Gyriad. <laughs> okay. And he still has Malik on his shoulder? Yeah, yes. they just <laughs> Great. You, you couldn't pry it off him. Poor Malik. <laughs> so, Giri, you were led through the town uh, to the guard's house, which is uh, not very impressive whatsoever in its look. 
It is a simple wooden two-story building with a front door and some windows. You enter in and it's an open concept room with a table in the middle that has a map of the town. You can see that they've also been doing some work investigating something. There are pins and other pieces of thread tied in, uh, in this map as well as uh, weapons on the sidewall and other guards who are sitting in chairs playing cards. And the moment you enter, they kind of stand up, they're, uh, 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 officering, and then they just kind of walk in. Giria <laughs> <laughs> G- just kind of like, continues to follow and doesn't even like remark it at all. Uh, pl- please place the body on the, on the table there. No. <laughs> um... He turns to the one guard. Please place the body where you would feel comfortable. So Geary clears his throat a little better. <clears throat> no. <laughs> the guard from behind the, the lead guard pokes the lead guard in the shoulder and whispers in his ears. Just, okay. <clears throat> so, who are you? He, he looks around. I am Geary. Period. And he turns to there, grab a grab a quill. And he, oh, right, right. he kind of walks over. <laughs> and ink. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Got that, Giriad? Giriad. How do you spell Giriad? Um, he goes, G Y U R. Wait, slow down. I D. I. D. Now, who is that? This is Malik. How do you know Malik? I don't. <laughs> you don't? Then why do you have him tied up and unconscious? He is a friend of my new companions. And why is he tied up? He went insane and he... tried to kill his daughter. Uh, he was cursed after he drank some wine that uh, was cursed. Uh, and <laughs> they're kind of just standing there, their jaw like dropped to the floor. Like... <laughs> so this man tried to kill his daughter and then drank wine. And then was cursed. I believe he drank the wine first. He drank the wine, and the the wine made him f- fall asleep. The wine appeared to make him feral. Feral. Can you define feral? He tried. <laughs> Certainly, he tried to kill his daughter. So he kind of nudges. Make a note of that. Feral means kill. Um, <laughs> and how long have you known this man? Which man? That man. The unconscious man. I have not. At all. No. So you don't know him, but you have him, and he is cursed. He tried to murder his daughter. Where is the daughter? Is she She dead? She is at... (laughs) Excuse me, I'm not laughing. (laughs) 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 Um, Giriad, with a straight face, goes... She is at the cart with my raven, Mimic. Please do not disturb her. She is in distress. Why did you and your new companions bring this man that you do not know to this town? I do not know. You... <laughs> the we guard... are trying to... <laughs> Hold, on. Hold, on. Hold on. He's just being honest, right? No, yeah, so, I love it. Yeah, I yeah. fucking love it. Giriad G- G- so... says, after that, he goes... <laughs> We are simply trying to cure this curse, and the only way we knew how was to go to Church of Kelimvor. I was ah. retrieving the body to bring into the church when you have stopped me and accused me of, what was it? Kidnappings. 
amongst this town. I assure you, I have not kidnapped anyone in this town, for I am not from here or I've never been here. The lead guard turns to the other guard. Did you, did, did you get that? And the other guard turns the paper to him, and he only wrote down Guriad. <laughs> this is why so many people have been kidnapped in this town. Yes. Quiet, random voices in my head. <laughs> That's candid. He said that. Sir. Sir, did you drink any wine recently? No. <laughs> you're, you're free to go. Okay. And I, I turn around. I was about to say, you just turn around and yeah. cross your arms. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I just kind of yeah, take yeah. Malik with me, yeah. And I swing I swing him too hard, and I hit his head kind of off the post, and I just keep walking. Ooh. Oh, no. Ooh. This guy's going to okay, die. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, man. Okay. He has brain damage. The last thing you hear from the town guard is, I need a vacation or to just fucking kill myself. I don't know, man. This is just too much for me. And the door closes behind him. <laughs> All right, very good. So do I exit the guard tower? Yes, you are free to go. Excellent. I go towards the church. Okay, you start walking back toward the church. People are giving you very strange looks, and one man even says, What is it? Is it you? Are you doing this to us? No. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually stop and look at him, too. I don't just keep walking. Roll persuasion. (laughs) Oh. That was a nat 20. (laughs) Yes! The man just says, Okay. (laughs) And he looks looks at his hands for some reason, and he he looks at the back of his hands, and then he just walks away. Okay. (laughs) So I I, I continue to walk towards the church now. Okay. So now we're going to go to Lena. Lena, if you're taking a look at the map here. Yep. So you exited the church. I'm going to say you made a right. Or, you know, yep. you crossed the square and there's uh, an alleyway. I'm going to say there's an alley. You go to the alley between Jumping Jacks and the building to the right of it. You see how there's a bit of a sure, sure, space sure. there. So you run across, you go past the tree and you run to there. And uh, you come face to face with the fence of the graveyard. She is going to try to duck. She's trying to find a spot where she's somewhat hidden uh, from people. Uh, in this place, there there aren't too many people around. They, they may, people mainly keep to the square. She's breathing really hard. She's starting to have a panic attack. It's starting to set in, and her eyes are just full of water. And she's pacing back and forth. And she's gonna start talking to herself, uh, trying to talk to Theo. And she's gonna be like, "He took me away from them, and now my mom is dead, and I wasn't here. And I, I, I know you're trying to do good things for me, but why? Why you?" I shouldn't have left. I shouldn't have left, but I know I needed to. You, you didn't know she was sick. You couldn't have told me that kind of stuff. And she's just talking to herself and pacing back and forth. The itching grows and grows as you're pacing until you didn't notice this person walk up. But someone walks up to you and grabs your arm and says, Leanne, Leanne, are you okay? What are you? Oh, I, I'm sorry. You're... <laughs> My apologies. Yeah, uh, you see, it's an elf uh, man. He's wearing leather overalls, and there are gloves hanging around his neck. And uh, he's wearing gloves, and uh, he, he appears to be kind of covered in sawdust. At the name Leanne, she grabs his shoulder. She's like, where is she? Where is she okay? No, I'm, is I'm, Leanne okay? I'm sorry. I think you misunderstood me. I I, I don't... You are not the person I was looking for. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just... You know... Where is Leanne? Where is... Where is Leanne Everly? Is she okay? Do you know her? Yes, yes, I know her. How? 
<laughs> He's very defensive right now. She's, she's my sister. Sister. Leanne doesn't have a sister. She never mentioned a sister yes, to me. Yes, she does. She has a sister. She's. I'm her older sister. I'm Lena. I'm sorry. I, I, and he tries to take your hands off of me. I, I, I can't share. She where holds she, him tight. She holds him tight. Listen, I, I don't know where she is. Okay. But she's alive. She's, a, she's alive. Yes, 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 <gasps> yes. She's alive. She, she's, she's alive <sighs> and well. Okay. Thank you, thank you. And she kind of lets him go. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And she just starts pacing back and forth again. It's okay. There's a lot to be sorry for in this town. She's st- she stops pacing and turns back and says, why? You you don't know what's going on here, do you? I, d- I don't. I just got back to town. There's been a lot of fucked up things happening here over the last year. And I've felt the worst of it. What do you mean you felt the worst of it? My brother, he's gone missing. He went missing about a month ago. He was the most recent of seven people to go missing in this town and never to be seen again. Nobody knows where they're going. Nobody knows what happened to them. They just poof, out of existence one day in the night. Oh, this is a, that's a lot to come back to you. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for what's happened to you. It's okay. Um, just be glad your sibling's still alive. And he starts to walk away. Hey, what's your, what's your name? What's, 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 what's your name? What's your brother's name in case I see him? My name is Eldrin. And my brother's name was Ristel. I hope, I hope your brother's okay, Eldrin. If I see him, I'll, I'll make sure he finds you. If you see him somehow, tell him to come by the lumber mill. I'm always there. And he walks away. She just watches him a little bit more. And then just starts pacing again. <laughs> and just still trying to talk to Theo. She's, she's pissed. So... I'll move from you, and I'm going to go to yep. Velvet. So you exit the church doors, and instantly you're... <laughs> from Mimic, who is still doing its best to sing, but is clearly oh. a little tired. <laughs> and uh, a group of people have gathered around the cart, and they're trying to talk to Nelly, and she's, like, in a ball, keeping away from everybody. Okay, I immediately go over and I go, Thank you, everyone. Please, please step back. Let her have some room. No need to be bothered by the likes of any of you. Okay, thank you. Show's over. And they just kind of mumble grumble themselves and walk away. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I turn to Nelly and go, Nelly, what, where, where is everyone? Where, where, are, where's your father? Where's the, where's the cultist? Where is, wait, sorry, is the cultist still there? He's still there. Okay. She, so where, she points down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Check. Mm-hmm. Where? Where is your father? Where? Where is a uh, Giriad? She points. They both went that way, and she points across the square. Huh. At which okay. point you do see Giriad come around the corner, still carrying Malik. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um. Okay. I. I need you to stay here. He looks at Mimic, and he goes, "Next time, I'm gonna teach you." One of my hits, hot iron in my love oven. And he runs over to Girion. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. <laughs> Girion, what, what, what happened? We, we were waiting for you in there. Hello, small one. I have been arrested for a brief moment. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Convict, nice. That, that, that's good. Um, that gives us scary cred. Nice, love it. Um, they might need the body in there. Of course, I am sorry. And, uh, no, no, no worry. He's still kind of afraid of him. No, it's, no, it's, it it is okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> How is Nelly? Is she okay? She, uh, well, yeah, your bird is, we're going to have to work on your bird singing. I think there's a lot of potential there, but I think there's just a little bit too much voice and not enough support. And he starts talking about singing technique. <laughs> he, uh, he looks over at Mimic and he looks over at you and says, very well. <laughs> uh, have, ha, have you seen Lena, by the way? Um, which one's? Uh, no, no, I know. I have not. I have not seen Lena. Mm. I haven't seen Lena, right, Avery? Correct. No. Okay. I. Uh, no. Okay. Well, they, they they are expecting you in there. Maybe just stop by Nelly just to make sure she's okay. Go. I I, I have to go and find Lena. She. I, I don't think she should be by herself. Of course. Nellie pipes up and she says, I, I know where Lena is. I saw her run that way. And she points toward uh, Jumping Jack. You know, thinking about it, I didn't ask you where she was, did I? Hmm. <laughs> Nobody asks me anything. Aww. How how are you? Not 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 great. Yeah, you know what? Join the club. And he turns around and goes, Lena! And he goes and chases after her. Nellie. Right. Yeah? Are you... Are you are you now comforted by Mimic's ballads? Can I please come with you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. And, and she hops off the cart, leaving the cultist in there. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay um, I'm gonna look at uh, the my, my Raven Mimic and go. Um, <clears throat> mimic, stop to to ask him to uh, stop singing. <laughs> Look, look over this cultist. If he moves even a little bit, warn me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a raven would talk like. It, I, think, I, think, I think it would exactly just... Exactly like that, Avery. I think, I think it would just squawk, but you know what? I, I'm good with okay. <laughs> Wait, re actually, repeat what you just said. <laughs> I think it would just squawk, but I no, think... No, 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 okay. like uh, your character, what he said. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Look over the cultist. If it moves, warn me. If it moves, warn me. Oh, <laughs> oh that was cool. That was so good. That, that's actually what it would do. Very good. Okay. So that's there we go. <laughs> okay, so we're going to follow Giriad for a sec. You make your way back into the church. You see Sai and Bree are still talking to the cleric, who you have not asked his name yet. <laughs> oh, damn. How'd you make your way up? Okay, so I, I make my way up to the body, and I, um, I'm with the body, sorry, and I go, Cleric, here, and I drop the body. <laughs> <laughs> he says, okay, can you pick him back up and put him on the table, please? <laughs> <laughs> I pick him back up and put him on the table. <laughs> Thank you. He, gi he gives him a look over for a moment, and he kind of places his hand over him, and, oh, yes. He says, you're right, this isn't a poison. It's a curse, but luckily, and I shit you not, I didn't, I didn't pre-plan this or anything. I know the spell remove curse. <laughs> <laughs> so that's he, convenient. The staples button that was convenient. <laughs> yeah, no, did that, uh, yeah. I kind of just randomly generated his stat sheet, and that, that was one of them. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, yes. He places his hands over Malik. And you see this sort of glow, this, or rather this sort of black energy come out of Malik's mouth. And it 
like it's like the wine is coming back up out of his mouth and goes down his neck across his shirt and soaks up into uh, the cleric's hand until and all of it gets sucked up and is away and Malik is still unconscious and he's and the cleric says he should be fine now Thank you. Oh. And I pick up Malik. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, I'm sorry. We haven't asked your name yet. Uh, Thurio. <laughs> My name is Thurio. Thurio. Thank you, Thurio. It's no problem. I'm happy to help. But, and please, if if you see my daughter, can can you send her my way? Who is your daughter? <laughs> oh, um, yes, here. Uh, Lena. Very well. <laughs> and, I'll, and I just, I, I walk away with Malik. <laughs> um, is is there anything that uh, uh, Sai turns to um, to Bree and says he he had his head smashed in right or like he had like a little we would think his head is kind of um, cracked a bit yeah <laughs> I'm sorry. we never fixed that did we not necessarily no <laughs> <laughs> so he said. So Sai turns to Bree and he says, "You know, I I, I think he uh, he's got a little of a, a bit of a bump on the on the head. Uh, could you help out with that, maybe?" Bree looks at Sai and nods and uh, goes over to Malik, and um, she is going to put her hands on his forehead and, you know, what, I'll use cure wounds. Cool. And you see that uh, you can sense as you cast Cure Wounds that it does uh, have a good effect and uh, it does seal up that crack in his head a bit to the point where Malik wakes up and he says, ah, 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 what, what, am I, what am I tied up? What, what's go, what's going on? Get off of me! <laughs> so I, um, I put down Malik. Like, I just put him down. <laughs> just, ah, let me out of these ties! And I untie okay, him. <laughs> Where am I? We are we are in the we are in the town of, of Plumberg. Plumberg. How did we? Uh, how did I get ne- here? Needed to get help. Well, uh, it's a long story. You uh, do you remember drinking some wine? Telepathically, Bree says to Malik, "You were cursed. You tried to harm Nelly, so we tried to protect you and her by restraining you and bringing you here to." Try to find a cure. Nelly. Yes, Nelly. Uh, Nelly. Because Sai saw that Nelly came in, right? Oh, she did. Yeah, she's there. Yeah. Nelly, uh, come. Who's Nelly? Oh, God. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. Nelly, <laughs> Nelly is your daughter. <laughs> Who are you people? Why, are you, why did you take me here? Oh, no. Oh, dear. Where's my wife? Is she here too? Oh no! Oh no! Who is your wife? Who is his wife? (laughs) I I think I have that (laughs) written down somewhere. Alright, uh, random name generator. Larissa. We we haven't come across a Larissa. Um... What have you done with her? Where's my... No, 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 no. No, we we, we are your friends. We're we're your friends. We, We helped you. I don't know you. 
I know. I will. I know. I know. Um, you seem to have, have lost some of your memory. I, I I promise you, you are safe. We are. We are friends. We you we helped you. We helped save you, and we we mean you no harm. Just, just I, unless you cause us harm. I <laughs> unless you cause us harm. <laughs> the last thing I remember, um, I, I I put my wife to bed and and I I laid down with her and it and and. Now I'm fucking here. And what have you? Uh, she, he kind of is starting to. His head is really starting to hurt, and he he begins running out of the church. Oh no! Bree is gonna try to start following him. So what I'm going to do, real quick, if you don't mind, Avery, is I am going to cast uh, something called ensnaring strike. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, I take out some of um some twigs and leaves and I float, uh, throw it around him he's only going to be taking 1d6 damage at best and that was only a 2 Okay. and he needs to um, make a strength saving throw uh, does a 17 or more pass? Um, it does it does be it's, it has to be a 17 oh, okay so these leaves and twigs begin to wrap around his legs as he's kind of stumbling, walking through. But as he sees that, it actually spooks him, and he rips his legs out. It's, I'm just going to say it spooks him, and he begins just running out, and he uh, exits the church. Bree's going to try to follow him. He keeps okay. running into the middle of the square, and, and he's just taking in his surroundings, and he's not sure where he's at, and he's very overwhelmed, and he's breathing heavily, and he, he just kind of stops near the clock tower in the middle and, and he his back falls against it and he slumps to the ground. Bree's gonna walk up to him and she's gonna verbally say to him I know this is very overwhelming but please believe us we're telling the truth and we only have the best of intentions we, we, we want to help you and Nellie is your daughter and we want to help her too I think I need to be alone for a little bit. Mm, Bree kind of nods and heads back to the church. Is there, is there somewhere I can go here? I Bree telepathically says to him, we have a cart outside of the church. No one's in it right now. I'm going to sit there. Find, find me if you move anywhere. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so Bree's just going to kind of nod to him, um, indicate where the where their cart is, and she's going to head back into the church. I'm going to quickly say to the cleric, um, cleric, <laughs> even though he knows, <laughs> is he still cursed? His curse is gone. He appears to still be cursed. Was the curse a memory loss problem? Hmm. No. No, it was not. So this is an unrelated curse or a side effect? Did he... Well, did he... he did have a couple bonks to the head. Yeah, roll, roll, roll. Medicine? Um, Medicine? Yeah, why not? All right, something I'm good at. Well, actually, <laughs> you weren't there. Um, oh, right. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, all right. Sigh, I'm going to ask you just to so, roll okay. medicine for me. Medicine? Okay. Uh, all right, I got 
Oh, that is good. That is a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Ooh. Yes. You, you're pretty certain that Lena hit him way too hard. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. You heard the crack. I said that it was occurred. minor brain damage. I called it. <laughs> oh, I knew no, it. Oh, I feel so bad now. Oh. Uh, well, that was what I feared. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes with these things, it takes a little bit of time but the memory does come back it's it's in there it just just needs to to you know come to the surface that dice is going in dice jail (laughs) 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 it's ruined a family thurio says i i certainly hope so for you guys Um, Hmm. uh, i'm going to return to the church and continue my work if you ever need me you can you can find me there Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for all your help. This is, you have been most helpful, most kind. No problem. And the clock in the square strikes 8 o'clock. One of the guards begins shouting in the square, One hour till curfew! One hour till curfew. Please return to your homes within the next hour. Um, okay. Can I approach the guard? Yeah, for sure. I approach the guard. Guard. One hour. Hello? (laughs) Why is this curfew in place? It was put in place after, I believe, the fifth person that went missing. It's to ensure that these occurrences happen less. Okay. And I walk away. (laughs) <laughs> and I let everyone and I let everyone know why why there's curfew. Okay. And and uh I and Sai goes up to the guard too and says, "Well, uh, I we are travelers from out of town and uh well, in an hour we we can't get back to where we were staying. Um can you tell me where might somebody rest their head for the night here?" That would be Jumping Jacks. Jumping Jacks oh. Inn and Tavern. It is right there. Oh, and he points tavern. next to the stables where uh, there's a tavern and inn. Oh, how's the mead there? Delicious. Oh, excellent, excellent. I'll be stopping there myself. See you <laughs> then. Oh, well, you have some mead with me then. He thinks. Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, size got a date. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you there. And he turns around. 8 p.m. <laughs> One hour till curfew. <laughs> and just for a moment, we're going to switch over to Velvet. Because you, you pursued Lena, correct? Mm-hmm. So you round uh, what you will soon come to know as Jumping Jacks and go down the alleyway. And you do see Lena in the distance. She's pacing in front of a fence. And you notice that it's a graveyard beyond that. Lena? And she's talking to herself. She's pacing and still saying, why, why, would, why would you take me away from them, my mom? He's my taking mom's... steps forward, Lena. My, my mom is then, and you didn't, you didn't, you should have done something. You should have said something. Why are you not talking? Lena. And she yells out loud. Oh. <clears throat> Hi. 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 Are you okay? She puts up her hood and kind of covers her face. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm... Yeah. Hmm. Fine. He so I see that there's a, a fence here, Avery. It looks like there's little stone posts that kind of connect them. Yes. Um. So I hop up on one of the stone tops and I like pat next to myself to invite her to sit next to me. She stares for a second, 
and then slowly starts walking and finally sits down next to him. So we're actually at the same height now, uh, <laughs> which is which is nice. My little feet are dangling, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> we're, we're pretty close to the same height. <clears throat> I'm sitting down and uh, Velvet sits there in silence for a little bit. Your mother is gone. Yeah, apparently. I'm so sorry. She's gone. <laughs> Thanks. It's never easy losing someone. <clears throat> Physically or or not, but losing someone is hard. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> you know what I've learned over the short life that I've had is people change and dying is just one of those many changes but it's not it's not always about what people are now it's sometimes about what they meant to you and and your memories with them and and the love that you once you know but that's just that's just it i I wasn't there. I left. She didn't know where I was. <clears throat> but surely that can't enough that can't be enough to undo everything that you and her went through your whole life. She gave birth <laughs> to you. She she heard your first cry. She walked your she saw your first step. She you were the light of her life for probably most of it, even though you probably thought you were a shithead kid. <laughs> I mean, I was a little bit, I guess, but... Uh... Do you want to, um... He kind of gestures at the graveyard. Would you like to find her? Uh, uh... Yeah, I guess I should see her again. He he hops down and like it's like a little bit of a fall, like whoop falls, <laughs> and uh, hmm. he, he he stretches out his hand to her. You know, you're okay, Velvet. Smooth cords. Hmm. It's okay. I forgive you for breaking my nose this morning. <laughs> <laughs> cool and she takes his hand so you guys begin to walk through the graveyard you notice there's a very stark difference in the environment of the graveyard compared to the rest of the town where there's green grass and bushes and plant life the graveyard is barren the grass is turned brown there's patches of dirt the, the trees even are all dead it's it's strange it's almost like death looms here in whatever tries to grow. You begin walking along the gravestones until you come close to the river and in the setting sun, the river is glowing an almost beautiful shade of red. And you find it. You find the grave listed as Phoebe Everlay. 
She, Lena just doesn't say anything, lets go of Velvet's hand. She kneels down in front of the tombstone and she, she, she takes out her uh, sketchbook, flips through it to quite an early entry, rips it out and it's a picture she drew when she was about 10 of her family and just kind of folds it up and wedges it kind of in the grass near the, so it's leaning against the tombstone. And just sits there. Velvet backs away just a little bit, just to give her some room. And waits a little bit, um, probably several minutes, and quietly pulls out his lyre and starts to strum <laughs> really soft, delicate chords. And you just hear him almost whisper, I'd like to say about a mother named Phoebe Everlay <laughs> and starts to sing. She listens to it for about a minute and then stands up and still looking at the gravestone she she says Velvet and she lets him stop singing and she says he stops. Do you have a regret? choices you've made in your life that you thought were right and, and <laughs> turned out to be so wrong in some ways. <laughs> he laughs and for probably about the only time in this podcast you hear his voice change and he goes every damn day. But don't tell everyone else that. <laughs> She kind of tilts her head at the voice change for a second and then just nods. Your secret's safe with me. And on that note, that is where we will end tonight's session. (laughs) That was such a good moment. to immerse your players with some quality ambience? Then check out the YouTube channel Sword Coast Soundscapes, where they have over 100 different ambient soundscapes, some of which you can hear in this podcast. 
Or, if you're looking for some music to set the tone of that fantasy capital, or raise the stakes of combat, consider supporting Will Savino's Patreon named Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new tracks for your tabletop games. Hey there! Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad, Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us.